we are talking about a comic book, which we all read. If you did not also read this comic book, be aware we may talk about the events that happen inside of it. If this is going to make you sad, you should read the comic book first. That's like playing pretend with five-year-olds. Oh, that Spider-Man, he was just a clone. Did I just have a stroke? Welcome to the Trade Secrets Podcast. I have tough skin, apparently. I did not know I had this power. Comic book talk by comic book geeks just like you. What we did not know was that Nikolai Tesla was the original designer of the Fleshlight. Make it, make it, do it, makes us... This movie is bringing the cast of yeah, it's of Star Trek Generations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically the current one and first class together. Right? That's a good metaphor. Yeah, it's. Okay. I mean, it's the same. Uh, it's the same premise as the comic books. And I hear. I mean, they've already they've already started making Apocalypse X Men Apocalypse, uh, yo. which is supposed to be, I guess, the Age of Apocalypse. I can't line. wait yeah. to see. I can't wait have to you, see. Have Apocalypse. you heard? Have you heard about how they're doing Age of Apocalypse? No. They're not doing Evan Sir. It's just a space virus. Omar Whatever. Sy. No. No. And and with the Days of Future Past. Oh, I've seen him and stuff before. I have some serious issues with it. No, no, yeah, well, Let's talk no, about Days of Future Past. No. What are your serious issues? No. Okay. Welcome, so, everybody, to episode 66? 66. 66, 66 yeah. of the sure. Trade Secrets Podcast. The return of Grape Doctor. <laughs> we got the band back together. We got the band. <laughs> Sambo Black. We are all here. I am Luke. Uh, Eddie has rejoined us after I have, a, I have, a sabbatical. I have returned. Uh, Anne is here with us. Oh, hi. Joel has returned out again uh, after a, a long hiatus, and Andy is in the room, but running back to his mic because oh, hi. there he is. Oh, oh uh, hi. Ohio. This show, we are I've spending got a rhyme some time. that comes with a riddle. <laughs> Ohio. Yo. What's oh. round on the end and high in the middle? <laughs> Ohio. That actually just happened. That did happen. Um, so that's uh, in the middle of a Devo song, which is the main reason why it sticks in my head. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, we are this no show. We are talking about Wato. Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky's Sex Criminals. Um, we, Sex criminals. We will not be brimping. Uh, <laughs> on the show. Oh God, yeah. None um, of us have enough hair to brim. Uh, maybe that's brim. true. Uh, that sounds like that might actually be pretty cool. <laughs> 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 but the tip top Cheerio governor, the sex, yeah, the just blurping, sh- finger blurping, space mountaining, quirping, autoerotic <laughs> twerking, cock, cock guy, brocade, that is female ejaculation, self service gas station, self service gas station, self service, the second knuckle. <laughs> okay. We're derising that. House. We'll talk about this later. Pillow uh, cock. What is this? Uh, oh, is it all in the back? Syndrome. Uh, all of the these ideas are ones that didn't make the didn't comic. Didn't make the cut. <laughs> Breedleary, Fropy, Fropy, Brooklyn you, Walker. When I, I said we'll talk down, about this is. later, you just ignored the fuck out of me. Ah, uh, stop strumping and swaffling. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, that's <laughs> yes. the kind of fun you're in for with yes. sex criminals. Um, and how? Yes. So I want to get I want to get the serious topic out of the way first before we start talking about uh, before we start talking about Days of Future Past and the shit that uh, Marvel is doing. Uh, I do I do want to bring up the issue that happened in in between shows. Here's basically what happened. Uh, Janelle Aslin. I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly because it's spelled A S S E L I N. Aslin. Aslin. Anyway. She was a former DC editor who is now a comics journalist. She writes about comics and stuff. Um, She wrote a piece for CBR that was a deconstruction of a Teen Titans cover. That was... It was was a pretty bad cover. Um, She got... 
some of the nastiest shit thrown her way for that deconstruction. Basically, her point behind the cover was that it was depicting teen characters, and it was, um, aside from just the ana- uh, the structural problems with the cover, she was also uh, talking about the fact that it kind of over-sexualizes a teen girl on the cover who is very clearly underage, but very clearly has breasts larger than her head and... Uh, <laughs> Um, I, and and just to get my opinion out of the way, I don't necessarily agree with her uh, assessment of the cover, but that's completely immaterial uh, because she got um, she got a lot of really nasty, fucked up comments, including several rape threats. And like you do um, when you're female and have opinions about comics, yeah, especially ones where you're criticizing anything. Yeah, on Twitter. So the one that I'm gonna I, I'm gonna read this because. I think everyone needs to hear how, just how fucked up some of the comments were. So keep in mind, this is in response to simply a woman writing an article about how she didn't like the cover to a comic book and explaining why. The views of this response do not necessarily represent the views of the Trade Secrets podcast. <laughs> I really hope the views of this response don't re- represent anybody but this fuckwad. Like, okay, here, here's... And I quote, this is, and also, by the way, this is from a response article that Andy Corey wrote for Comics Alliance, and it's, um, that response is fantastic. Everybody should go read it. It's entitled, Fake Geek Guys, A Message to Men About Sexual Harassment. Everybody should go read that um, and make sure that you take it to heart. But anyway, the comment that he quotes as an example of how shitty this was is, quote, Women in comics are the deviation, the invading body, the cancer. We are the cure, the norm, the natural order. All you are is a pair of halfway decent tits, a cunt, and a loud mouth. But see, it doesn't matter how loud you get. It doesn't matter how many of your lesbo Tumblr and Twitter fangirl friends agree with you and reinforce your views. You can be all, I'm not going to be silent about misogyny, so fuck you, all you want. In the end, you all you are is a pathetic little girl trying to affect change and failing to make a dent. You might as well try to drain the ocean of fish. That's the kind of battle you face with people like me. We won't quit. We won't stop attacking. We won't give up ever. In case you thought we were making it up. And you know what? It actually, like, it just fucking reading it out loud did a combination of just making me angry and making me feel dirty for having read it out loud. Uh-huh. Um she received a, a ton of rape threats, a ton of, you know, shit like that. Were they um, comments on the article? or Yeah. Yes. Ugh. Comments on the article, Twitter, uh, Twitter comments. The artist Brett Booth, who uh, most of us I would think would be familiar with from the... He was pretty big in like the 90s and early 2000s, uh, just went off on her about... Um, how how terrible her analysis was and how basically he basically said that her opinion is invalid and it was um it was pretty rotten it's a pretty interesting rotten because a lot of the responses that women specifically get are not i disagree and here's why it's a you're wrong and don't deserve to have an opinion exactly yeah. and it's because you're a girl and yeah. it, it's it baffles me it baffles me that huh. there are people that are this that have gone down this rabbit hole, right? Um, because one of the one of the things that happened uh, afterward too, this this is kind of this ongoing saga, right? Where she is, she has repeatedly had issues like this come up when she writes articles, and this particular one brought everything to the forefront because of how really terrible the response was, and even continued into um, this last week. Uh, it was only a few days ago, actually. Um, there was a thread that ended up getting posted to the IGN boards that was... The first post was just a guy kind of saying, 
she posted this thing and got bad responses for it and immediately there were people like there was a picture of Janelle posted alongside the cover that she um that she critiqued mm. and immediately the thread turned into I'd fuck that and uh. like all the way down the line and eventually what happened was she she complained on Twitter of course and linked to it and uh um a couple of guys at IGN immediately went and had the thread axed which is which good is good them. um I it bothers me that it was allowed to start in the first place um i one of the things that aggravates a shit out of me is the unmoderated comments boards and comments and and boards on major sites like i i kind of get it when it's something like fucking 4chan but when it's when it's a major comic book site like cbr or comics alliance or ign you got to fucking put that shit down because like, you're a moderator of culture. Yeah, and it, it you know you know and you and you do. And I'm I'm not going to justify um any of those any of those comments because mm-hmm. I will say that like myself in certain aspects especially on like Yahoo boards and different things, right? And things I've read about like I mean anybody who follows sports, you know, maybe uh Floyd Mayweather and his attitude or Deshaun Jackson being released because of suspected gang violence and stuff like that mm-hmm. or gang related activities. I I've read things like oh well you know that you know that n word or whatever fuck that guy this and that and when it comes down to that at the end of the day is yes maybe that a comment is offensive to me and maybe it should be moderated mm-hmm. and it should be however we also touched that also comes back to like the free speech thing is like I have the right to say to, I have the right in the internet or, I'm, or in public or whatever to say w- what I want because it's my opinion however I and I'm going to pause you there because. Uh, free speech does not protect someone's ability to say something in any forum because these 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 forums are privately owned websites. You, they are, and the privately owned websites can can do whatever the fuck they want with the people that are on their forums. Right? right? Mm-hmm. It's it's not infringing on free speech for a site to ban right. someone, moderate right. what they say, tell them so they can't say. Free what speech they says the government right. can't act, can't ban right, exactly. You. But also, so what it does not should... protect against um, hate speech mm-hmm. or speech threats. That, uh, is designed Harassment. to insult a riot. Um, yeah, yeah, just disturb, like, disturbs public order and stuff like that, yeah. right? I and, mean, in the magical future, people won't reduce an athlete's misbehavior to the N word. Yes, <laughs> like you, you know what? Like you what, what happened? With, like the, what happened with Richard Sherman after yes. those? Oh, after yeah. his I appreciated yeah. his like, his response. Yeah. Being like, I, I, let's I, I, talk I, about thug. You know, I, I, <laughs> Can well, we? Well, the thing he said, he said, he goes, he goes, uh, you call me a thug, and they they cut to that scene with the hockey game where everybody's like looking around. <laughs> they drop the puck, gloves come off, everybody starts fighting. And they're like, did you guys see that? That whole team, they all fought. And they called me a thug. Yeah. All I did was all I did was rant about how shitty this guy was as, as a receiver. How good I am. Yeah, how yeah. good I am. And they called me a thug. It's just, I mean, you know, it's that. And the, the other thing is, like, to reflect on what you were saying is I was having an argument, or not an argument, a discussion with my buddy about how regardless, male or female, because it's, I think you posted articles, it's because it's, like, cool to be a comic book fan mm-hmm. these days, right? There's a lot of noobs stepping into the scene, guy and girl, that think they know about comics because they've watched Batman the Animated Series or Young Justice or they read one book. Agents and, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, or watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they have this opinion like of something. And you're like, come on, man. Like, This is something I do. This is something I've been doing since I was a child. I'm reading this book. You're like, you're mad because Superboy can't fly 
But you don't even know that Superman originally couldn't fly. Like, you, should, you should probably read my article. Cause, Indeed. Because uh, I'm actually... My my point in the article is that I like the fact that there's a ton of people coming into no, our industry. No, I like it. I, I like. I, I, no, I I'm can't not saying... read. That's the problem. <laughs> I never learned. No, no, no I do comics because they've got pictures. No, I like it that people are joining or that it's becoming the norm for people to like this stuff and not be embarrassed about it. However, it's one of those things. It's just like. Know what you're talking about before yeah. you start talking about so it. Eddie, so this for, is how I feel about fairy tales, right. and Disney will always be canon to most people in yeah. the U.S., and that uh, will always make me so, crazy. Well, but. so for her, being that she was, okay, so she, to me, she has the background to have an opinion. She's, you know, it's not like she's just like okay. this random person that woke up one day and was like, I don't like that comic book. We, need to, what, we, need, to pause, we need to pause this for a sec, though, because I, I really, I really want to say it. The, the the crux of what I'm trying to say here is that it none of that matters when talking about the response she received. Right. She could it she doesn't need cred, she doesn't need a history. She could be someone who has never read a comic in her life and and posted an article and there is absolutely yeah. nothing that justifies what happened. No, to I said her. the responses weren't justified. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you. I'm just I'm just making sure that we are all clear about yeah. that. No, on no, no, yeah, no, 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 I understand that. The one thing that I I want and I posted this on I posted this on Twitter, nobody ever responds to me, but <laughs> I really want I really wish that the larger sites especially the ones that are like the crux of our industry like CBR and uh, Comics Alliance and Bleeding Cool um, I really wish that when things like that happen on their boards they'd start wielding the band hammer like fucking Mjolnir and <laughs> not ooh Mjolnir yeah and, and stand up and say we don't need you as fans. Go the fuck away. Like, we don't want you. We don't need you. Your, your actions are out of line, and you, are, you, are, you should not be a part of this community. Go the fuck away. Yeah. Because that's really what needs to happen. And it needs to happen industry-wide, not just from fans, but from, from industry professionals as well. Need to be the people standing up and going, we don't want you reading our books. And it's funny because it's, it's not necessarily the creators that will be the most effective there. And there are many, many outspoken creators who are like, hey, so being a bigot is sucky? Let's not. Yeah. Uh, it's more It's more the like the curators of the sites and the mm-hmm. people who are responsible for moderating those discussions and, and the if, publishers. And if the person that is, or the person or people or company that's running the site doesn't if those views don't offend them then they're probably <laughs> not going to do anything <laughs> yeah. about it mm. and I, I mean i'll say this outright even though i i mean we don't have the biggest listenership in the world but if you are the type of person that would post something like this to a site stop fucking listening to our show i don't want you as a fan i don't want you even talking to me about comics go the fuck away um but i it just I said this too on on Facebook. One of the things that that frightens me a little bit is that I've been in comics thirty years. I've been reading comics since I was like seven years old, um, and I have met a fuckload of comic fans either through this show or through cons or I, you know I've been in it for a long time, and I have never met anyone or spoken to anyone who was this 
kind of person that would be outwardly gross toward like a cosplayer or toward a, a woman online or has said you know horrendously misogynistic things that that make my skin crawl or racist things and what frightens me is that I've met all these people and none of them have been that way but who have sure. I, who you have I met know. yeah never who know. have I met that is that disgusting <laughs> who have I met that is that disgusting fuck stick online yes secretly I hate women wait <laughs> it's, um, it's like the best cover ever yes I, I am the Batman well and it and it, it extends to everything there's so much it what what worries me really is that I don't want things like this to make people think oh, every nerd who likes comics is a fucking jackass. Exactly. Um, and I appreciate that some people like Gail Simone recently on Twitter after yesterday was a depressing day on Twitter because there was a lot of this stuff coming up. And Gail, uh, Gail Simone this morning was like, hey, reminder, overall the industry is moving in a positive direction. Yes. And there's a lot of really cool stuff that's happening. Yeah. And, and I know this is, a, this is more serious than we usually get on this show, but it's something that I think that every single person in the comic industry um, who disagrees with shit like this happening actually needs to stand up and say something now it needs to be out there like every every podcast every site like everybody that's in the industry needs to be willing to speak up and say this is unacceptable and we don't want this in our community anymore I think it's possible to have nuanced discussions about fandom and about some of these issues about old school versus new listeners, and that won't be possible until these kinds of voices are excised, yeah. because it's impossible to have a reasonable discussion when there's like wildly unreasonable people that are just going to do their best to quash <laughs> half of the conversation. Yeah, and I'll leave. <laughs> Andy. Yeah, and I mean, that's that's that really sucks that... like. And the reason why at the beginning of this I said that I didn't necessarily agree with Janelle uh, Janelle Aslan's assessment of that cover was that two things happened. Um, One, there's a segment of the community that wants to take her opinion and stuff it and make sure that she doesn't doesn't feel comfortable making those opinions anymore. And two, the moment that those threats turned her article into something completely different, which was this discussion about the rape threats and the misogyny and all that, now people on the other side of the coin, like me, who want to have that rational discussion with her about what I disagreed with her about, like that... That silences that discussion. It silences that discussion where now I can't go in and be like, well, let's try and remove all of this other shit. Because you can't. Now it's it's intertwined. It's tainted by the other shit. And I can't have that discussion uh, without, you know, without it being just some shallow bullshit, you know? So it... And that sucks because there might have been something really cool that came out of that discussion if it was a rational discussion. Like, I know this is like, you know, important and everything. But it's depressing the fuck out of me. <laughs> Let's just move on to other stuff. Well, okay. Last last note, and I'm I'm gonna repeat this because I said it earlier. Uh, if if you ever if you ever post anything online where you make a threat towards uh, towards anybody, frankly, but the most common tend to be women and people of color. Yeah. Uh, don't fucking listen to our show, please. Go away. Get out of our community. Don't listen to this show. We don't want you as a fan. Even even if you're only one of the five or six people that listen to this show, we will take that <laughs> 20% cut of our fan base and you can go fuck yourself. You should know I've actively threatened a terrorist, so. <laughs> well, hmm. was, it, was it a female terrorist? <laughs> nope. Nope. So. Nope. But I was all about the waterboarding process. So I'll just say that. All right. So, um, 
that discussion. See, laughter breaks up, breaks it up. There you go. A- awesome. Andy is silently dying in the corner. Blind eye to that. That discussion over. <laughs> it was um, me. Didn't see anything. Didn't hear anything. We had started at the beginning of this talking about the Days of Future Past Gurgle, Gurgle. trailer and uh, how they were moving into Apocalypse. And Joel, you had something yeah. you wanted to talk about with that. So go okay. Ahead. So first of all, they are they have slated to have the Apocalypse movie, and instead of having Abin Sur, it's going to be a space virus. Bullshit. That takes it over. Yeah, it's I think, always a space so virus. It, I and this and then Wasn't also with Galactus Days of Future Past, space virus. Galactus. Uh, he was no, a giant they were, cloud. They, they were he known a, as yeah. He was a giant but, yeah, cloud. And then they broke him up, and they were no. It was like a space army that was known as Galacti. and so it was a bunch. It was like a huge army that was taking planets and eating them. That it, wasn't. We're talking about the movie though. Talk about the return of the silver or rise of the silver. No, Surfer. there was. Yeah. No, but no, there was a shadow in the end of the movie. There was a shadow in the shape of Galactus. Yeah. So yeah. Galactus was shown, okay. sort of, kind of hinted at, perhaps. Yeah. Well, okay, so with Days of Future Past, the whole story is that uh, Wolverine has to go back in the past in order to stop uh, Mystique from killing um, the senator, Senator, the senator Kelly. Senator, yeah, Senator Kelly, Kelly right? Robert Kelly. Where, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's where in the movie what it is is that Wolverine goes back in time to gather Magneto and and Mystique and all the brother the first class the whole first class in order to stop Trask from creating and Sentinels. Also, wasn't it Kitty Pride who was sent back to stop the assassination of Senator Kelly, not Wolverine? I think it was. Yeah, and it okay. seems she is a logical person. No, it was Gambit, wasn't it? No, no, no was it Kitty Pride? Pride? Yeah. yeah, it seems okay, so the like in, in the, the movie. Now I, I haven't. Um, it seems like he's not actually getting sent back physically it's, it's like he sends his consciousness back yeah, to his old body it seems like what it is that's Wolverine that goes back no it's no it's what happened was that um, Kitty Pride, like so in the original storyline Kitty Pride's consciousness was sent back into her younger body in order to stop everyone mm-hmm. um, other than that I believe that's what they're going to use but they're going to use Wolverine's consciousness because his body is pretty much the same and he's the most popular character in the movies yeah and they've got to make sure that he's got a big part yeah. <laughs> well, and what, see, what about Nightcrawler's dad? <clears throat> that dude's super rad. Oh, Azrael? Yeah. Azazel. Um, so, and here's the Azriel thing is. Azrael or Azazel? Azazel. 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 That just yeah. makes me think of a same. Azazel. Azazel's in Batman. My so. problem is that they ca- they're totally Touché. disregarding the whole Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Like, uh, Magneto. Asteroid okay and everything. Just yeah. gone. That's the thing. I don't mind that. I don't mind those kinds of changes if they work Bullshit. and it work for the story of the movie, right? Yeah. So instead of having having the good guys chase after the bad guys to stop them from doing something bad, is like, oh, hey, let's all join together. Apocalypse but that's the thing. I don't think is th- one of the most pivotal characters in mutant Marvel mutant history. He's the first mutant for you to not yep. yeah, exactly. He's the first mutant for you to not move forward. With the the live action universe. Well, wait a minute. Are we apocalypse? talking about? Are we talking about? <laughs> He's three thousand years old. We're yeah. talking. Yeah, we're I'm talking, talking about, about Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah. So in Days of Future Past, like I, I don't think that they're completely disregarding the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants because I think the I think what I gather from the from the trailer yeah. is that after First Class. Magneto took his group and is becoming the militant group that yes. that Magneto no. runs, and because he starts he starts a war with a, a war quote unquote with with Professor X and his group, and it's the whole just point as bad as the comics there's too many timelines. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing, and the yeah. whole the whole point well, is but, that they're going back to universe. try and stop okay, the conflict. So I could be wrong, but place. what I took from the trailer was that Magneto, after First Class, was captured. 
And so no, they, no, they, they escaped. Magneto walked he, away they from. Escaped. Him. No, he walked away. No, he's captured because in Days of Future Past they have to break him out because he's under the Pentagon. And so how do they get through the, uh, into the Pentagon? Is they get the fastest mutant in the world, Quicksilver, to go in and sneak in the, oh, wait, into the so Pentagon. Quicksilver is which in, brings is up an in interesting point. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I was just saying, and then they also need somebody, you know, to be the everyman, so they get Mystique to help everybody break out Magneto. Mm-hmm. And then when they break out Magneto, he comes and does his stadium dropping shit. I don't, I don't, like... I don't know. It just sounds all fucked up. I don't know. What's the continuity? Where's the continuity here? It's Marvel. I have a lot of faith in Brian Singer to do this right. And I... I don't watch it. And this brings up, and I think that I should have my Days of Future Pass, and I should go back in time to stop Brian Singer from (laughs) ever doing... Yes. Ever doing the usual suspects, so he stops the fucking horrible movies that he creates afterward. I have a question. Yeah. What is the most... Shameful superhero movie that you secretly enjoyed. The secretly Punisher enjoyed. Warzone. <laughs> Seriously, the, the, the of Dolph violence. Lundgren Punisher. Like that one's good, but like Punisher Warzone, like ratchets oh, it up like three notches, mm. and it's just like an hour and a half of unmitigated violence. Yeah, and there's <laughs> there's no plot really. It's yeah. Punisher no, is killing like kill dudes. people. I actually liked Punisher Warzone too. Mm-hmm. I, I and I. It's not a guilty pleasure for me. It was like this is this is hardcore Punisher. This is. This is like fucking Jason Aaron Punisher. This is um, some brutal shit. Super act- is also on my list of guilty pleasures. I don't. I'm not, I don't even feel guilty about that. Super. <laughs> yeah. Super? There's a specific scene that I'm like, that's I, that's pretty funny, but I don't think I'm supposed to feel funny about it. <laughs> You're probably not supposed to feel funny about that. I scene. Re- well, no, that's not really. It's a good movie. So I was gonna say Scott Pilgrim, but I think people like Scott Pilgrim. I love Scott. For Pilgrim. the most yeah. part, it's it's a very polarizing movie. Like people either love it or fucking hate it. I'm gonna. I probably kind of neutral about. Really? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say that I secretly enjoy Batman Forever. You know what? Batman Fist Pound. Bat nipples? That, that, that was thing? the first no, Batman no, movie that's, I saw. Is that, the, is that the one with Not Jim George Clooney, the one Val Kilmer. The Val Kilmer George... Uh, yeah. The Val Kilmer... Riddler? No. Um, no, no, this was Riddler and Two-Face, wasn't it? That's Riddler, yeah, Riddler Two-Face. Two-Face right. Tommy Lee Jones and like that one. Tommy Tommy Jim, Jim, Carrey. Carrey. Jim Carrey. A lot of people agree it's a horrible movie. And yeah. yes, it's not really good. The cast is all-stars, so you're like, how the fuck did this movie turn out so bad? <laughs> and Nicole Kidman is, is freaking ridiculously hot in that movie, too. Well, and, and but that was... A, that was also the, the soundtrack. Was that the one with Poison Ivy or was Poison Ivy? No, Poison Ivy. That's the Batman the, and Robin. That's Batman and Robin. That's garbage. Oh, yeah. Hot garbage. <laughs> Hot garbage. <laughs> Holy rusting metal, Batman. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wanted to shoot Grizzle down on that face. Oh, God. Through the movie. But the soundtrack is awesome. And actually, there's a lot of good things to take away from that movie. Even like how- Jim Carrey as the Riddler was the perfect fantastic, yeah. And he was fantastic, fantastic. at it. And just got, it's got just like it's, it, it was just you know Joel Schumacher <laughs> yeah, just shit yeah, all over the universe. Just, I don't know. It could have been that movie could have been the mecca. I did not like Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face in that movie. Mm. I, I I honestly I wanted to see Billy Lee, uh, Billy D Williams. Yeah, as Two-Face. right. His yeah. his portrayal of Two Face was <laughs> so like gimmicky. It. The part where they're at the table and he's like, "Oh, I've got sweet foods. Oh, I've got meat and spicy foods. Oh, this is great." I'm like, what, what "Oh my god, god. yes, yeah, sugar and spice." Yeah. Oh god, I'm like, "Oh my Jesus. lord, this is horrible." That was uh, it was it was Drew Barrymore and who was the. God, it, it does not matter. Yeah, anyway. No, nope. it does not matter. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a character. It but was yes, a, I do secretly yeah. enjoy that movie. So Perhaps. I'm just saying, I need to go back in time and stop him from making usual suspects. Yes, because it, after after Superman Returns, well, after X two, oh, Superman, Superman Returns. Returns, 
Valkyrie, which uh, that's all right. Okay. Okay. Valkyrie's pretty decent. good. They're that, killing not, Hitler. Okay. That, yeah. Any movie where you're killing Nazis, I'm fine with. America. If you're killing the Nazi, not to punch him. These are as Jack the Giant Slayer. These are as director, right? As director. Do a movie called Nazi Puncher. I've actually heard that Jack the Giant Slayer wasn't terrible. I heard it wasn't. I would watch it, but it's kids' movie. But it's with Jack Black, right? No. Is no. that with Jack Black? What, no. what is it? That's the one, uh, Jack the Giant Slayer. That's the one with the, um, it's it's the new actor. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, He's what, a, a bunch what of else stuff. has he done? What, what? what else has he done? Of uh, worth? That's Nothing. it. Really? No, no, Jack the I Giant Slayer and and, uh, and Val- it's, only been, it's only been like twelve and Valkyrie. Years. Yeah. So basically you're saying get him into never directing Superman movies. Returns, <laughs> Superman Returns, Valkyrie, Jack the Giant Slayer. Yeah, don't get me mm-hmm. wrong. Superman Returns was terrible. Yeah. I don't think that that was the fault of Brian Singer, though, because if you if you he's think the about the movie, w- no, wait a minute. Okay. But that's the thing; he is only the director. He's not the scriptwriter. Okay, right? Yeah. Like the movie was well directed. The acting in it was good. the The special effects were good. The, the casting is, was pretty story. pretty good. Yeah. The the script was fucking terrible, it was uh-huh. and that crap, is crap, on crap, that's crap, on crap, Warner crap, Brothers' crap, shoulders crap. for accepting the script, and then at that point they're like, "Hey, we've got this script for Superman. Do you want to do a Superman movie?" And Brian Singer, being a comic book nut, is like, "Fuck you! Yeah, I want to do a Superman movie." And they yeah. stick him on there. I'm convinced. And, like, and, and then, and do you think it was in the script the Superman post or the Jesus Jesus like post? Oh God. I'm convinced Probably. that the I'm convinced that across so. media in general, with all the crap that comes out for video games, all the crap that comes out for movies, all the crap that comes out for comic books, that the vetting process seriously needs to be overhauled. Yeah, because obviously, obviously, there isn't a person that actually has an eye for talent or an ear for talent looking at this and saying. Hey, you know what? This is going to be really good. It, yeah, Prometheus I, proved that. Oh God! <laughs> like, take talk about taking a franchise and, and shitting, shitting all on over it. it. Oh God! Like, I haven't yeah. seen it, and I'm pretending like it never happened. Yeah, you should. You, you should. should. And Just then totally they're going to skip make, that. Then they're going to make two more. Two more. No. Of, two of course, movies. because nothing cannot be a trilogy these days. So, for the last couple of weeks, we have been reading uh, Sex Criminals. It is a Matt Fraction, Chip Zdarsky book about people who stop time with their orgasms. And it is <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh, let's just jump right in. Not to, uh, no, no lead in, no uh, slowly walk the dog uh, or anything. Queeps, can, can I, slowly walking the dog is in there, too. Yes. <laughs> is it? Is it there? Yes, no. it is. No, it's Somewhere. Not. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to get a little kegel tapping later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I read out this Twitter comment? See, yeah, this, this book is responsible for such Twitter conversations as my friend says, "What's good, everyone? Someone talk to me." I reply, "Sex criminals, reverse reverse cowgirl, shrimping, frimping, twasping, reverse, quickling, torging, autoerotic torging." <laughs> he says, uh, "World service." <laughs> hey, hey, Anne, how's your rainy day? And I say, "Oh, pretty good. Hanging out, reading comics. Sex criminals is a comic for Grumping. reference." Trying to pick up some hot tips. I've yet to try autoerotic twerging, and my hair is too short for brimping. He says, oh, sounds like you're getting ready for Easter. <laughs> brimping. Uh, Huzzah. Uh, the, the thing that... I'm going to get into this real, you know, right off the bat. It, it is, it is, a, it is a, an interesting premise for a book in the first place. But one of the things that's amazing about it is that... Um, and, and I think one of the things that makes it so popular is that it's not just it's not just a a story about it's not just a titillating story about sex and and stopping time and, crime. and and crime it is 
it is a really they really maturely handle their characters and their sexual history and the reason why they get to to where they are and um one of the things that i found really fantastic about this is this kind of um what are you what are you showing him getting his live tattoo or whatever it no, was. No, nipple piercing. Or nipple piercing, uh, yeah. I mean, the beautiful thing about this book is that it is, on the one hand, it is very, like, mature and serious in terms of, like, dealing with people's sexualities in, like, really refreshingly honest ways. And on the yeah. other hand, it's fucking <laughs> immature as shit. And <laughs> the, the Dutch microwave. Dutch microwave, yes! In the, in yes! the, uh... <laughs> Like, their release party was Matt Fraction getting his nipple pierced on stage and Chip Zdarsky in a Garfield costume reading erotica. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, their, their letters column in the, in the issues, which is... It's the letters actually, column is the best thing on the face of the it's planet. It's worth buying the issues for the letters column, because which the, is the called Letter Daddies. Because the trade does not have... Uh, the, does it no. have different stuff? It has different stuff. It has, it has really fun stuff, including the full list of ridiculous sex poses that they came up with. And the, um, the other thing that the, the single issues have that the trade does not is the, the, the best issue recaps <laughs> in a, a comic book ever. Yeah. They just, it's like one giant long run-on sentence, and they don't even finish it. It just kind of runs off the bottom of the page, much like other things in this comic book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so much for maturity, right? So I was one of the things that uh, Matt really I think has been building towards this sort of stuff with. If you look at the back of Casanova, the letter columns are one thing, and then in the trades it's different because he wants people to pick mm-hmm. up the singles to be rewarded. Mm-hmm. Also, in um, some of his stuff for Marvel, he did a lot of things like you know have the the letter like the summaries that yeah. start and then just don't finish because <laughs> they run out of space. And uh, Brubaker does the same thing with like Fatal's got all that back matter that won't be in the right in the. Uh, um, it's normally the recaps by. Uh, Jess Nevins. Jess Nevins, thank yeah. you. Um, I, was, I was really impressed with this book because of the fact that it's... He, he gives it a slow burn running into what eventually the title becomes. I don't think it's... I don't think you even find out that they're doing something with their powers until like the third or fourth issue. Se- second issue, I think. Yeah. Is it the second issue? I really? think yeah. the second, second issue. issue. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's... it's it keeps flashing to bits of them yeah. robbing mm-hmm. banks, but it, do, it it slowly builds the story of why they're doing that. And by the time you realize that they're doing that, you're like, you're like, yeah, rob those banks, assholes, shit in that plant. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, shit in that plant. It is really. Fuck it is you and fuck this bank. <laughs> it is really funny. Like in the first and second issue, they talk about um, what was it the. Um, w- w- forest porn or porn in the woods oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. and and those kinds of conversations you know damn well came from the experience of the people who were writing this book yeah, and they resonate and with a lot of people too. they yes. resonate with me because there was porn in the woods and when i was a kid <laughs> yeah i am not kidding that when i was in uh when i was in elementary school there was a like right near our elementary one of the elementary schools i went to there was this giant like shrub bush like hedge right and it had a like an entrance in the back where kids had had hollowed out an entrance and then gone into the middle of the shrub and like hollowed out the inside of this <laughs> hedge, right? Ingenuity. So there, it was like a hedge fort, and in this hedge, hedge fort, in this hedge, hedge fort, was always some form of porn that some kid had stolen from, from the a house. store or from his parents yep. or something, and it was always sitting on the ground in this hedge fort, or sometimes it was buried, uh, and you, you had to know where, because, you know, eventually adults figured out about the hedge fort and the porn, um, but that's what I was like, I'm, I'm sitting there reading that in the original thing, I'm like, 
holy shit, this is something that other people have experienced? Yeah. Yep. There's there's forest porn? You you sound like this oh, is yeah. something you've experienced. Oh, I yeah. Hear this it, it story. Has, well, when I was a kid, I, I had lifted a porn magazine every once in a while. I actually had a friend who his dad had a subscription to Hustler, and so he would give me one. Oh, the nasty oh, stuff. The, oh, yeah. Hustler the, was the like, oh, filth. this is not Playboy. The but filth. When, when you're Only done, when you're done with friends. it, when you're done with it, you can't throw it away in the garbage because your mom's going to find it. You exactly. know, when they take out the garbage, it's like, oh, what's the you know titty sitting right on the side of the plastic? So you got to be benevolent. Exactly. So, <laughs> so what you do is you go out into the, the woods and you dump it in the woods because... It'll uh, eventually because you can't put well. it anywhere where it might be found exactly. by somebody who would be able to trace it back to you. Mm, right. I grew up on five acres, and there was just too much space for porn yeah, hiding. I, I I grew up in like the middle of nowhere, so I I did yep. not have a no forest porn. It's for funny me. because no we porn. grew up. I grew up mostly in the middle of nowhere, and that's why there was forest porn. Yeah, yeah. because but there were other like, kids by where you lived. <laughs> well, <Yes. vaguely. laughs> but this is that. Keep in mind, this hedge fort was was on school grounds. <laughs> okay, this forest porn was on my elementary school grounds. So wow, that's yeah. next level. I uh-huh. went to Montessori school. There was less porn. There was there was one. I mean, I've actually there's two places in third where grade. There was, I kissed a girl behind a big rock. Good job. Okay, there's there's so many ways that I could interpret that, and in a closet too, and while we were hanging up our coats. Oh, well okay. done. It's just stealing kisses. Yeah. Left and right. I um <laughs> getting it in. <laughs> uh, in third grade. In third grade, I was turned up. <laughs> so one to bring it slightly back towards the comic. Um one of one of the things that's so good about this is that it's a really honest exploration of sexuality. Yeah. And it's an honest I think it's key that the first character that you meet is Susie. Yeah. And then later you also meet John and you see like there are different paths to sort of the same the same end and it's it's awesome and and lovely and they're both very likable believable characters down to the point where like so they have orgasms they stop time. Susie refers to her time stopped world as the quiet mm-hmm. because you know that's she was she was masturbating basically to get away from a fucked up family world. and like that's what you do. And then as Eddie mentions, come John world. calls it Come World. Come world. <laughs> because yes. that's the name of a porn store. That, yeah. You know, and he was like, I thought that was so awesome. And then the fact that she puts him in the phone as Come World. Yep. Like, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to read it. One of the, uh, the, the premise, I guess, part of it. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Uh, he takes Zeus to the Come World. So she can see his boner factories. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this the one that's written yeah. as... They make many like... sex diddlins, then play the dildos. <laughs> oh, Chipper, right. he draws him a sleeping bag looking like a vagino. Yes. Ha <laughs> 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 Chipper. He says, yo, I've literally lifted like thousands of dollars of porn from this store. Like, there's one scene where the time is stopped and he's got a shopping cart in a porn store. And he's just like, the shopping cart is full of shit. Like, the little details are amazing. Yes! and are just like yes! their weird sense of humor. Yes! I mean, the the classic one is the bathroom stall 
like sex position drawings in the oh, first issue, yeah. which oh, I, I keep Micatron's finally agreed so to read this because it's I so keep crazy. saying brimping and then cracking up and he doesn't yeah. understand. So. It's, I think personally this is up Micatron's alley. Also, I would like to say that brimper.com is a thing and wow. also you can get a t-shirt that says brimper that's bright pink. Yep. So these aren't just completely made up. Brimping is Oh, no, no, no. It's absolutely made up. Yeah, brimping but was Urban made up Dictionary by this. Okay. now has a sex criminal specific i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure they? urban dictionary has taken all of these i hope so in. i have i didn't check everyone but good god what the, hopes the the comedy in this book is so oh, fantastic it's a, oh, it's great this is probably one of the l- most legitimately funny comic books that i've ever read i i comic books rarely are able to actually make me laugh out loud and i frequently do with this one and one of these passages that i want to read one of the things that they first try to do to um when they f- discover their power is they go into Come World, the, the store, right. and just fuck everything up. <laughs> right? They just, oh, they just everything. change everything. They put things yeah. in different places. And when it comes back to normal... There, um, the 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 woman who we find out there's a woman who is who is like kind of the police sex of the cop. times the time sex stopping cop. sex people the Kegel girl and she comes she comes she's, in she's a mother she's, doing she's a woman she's doing Kegels she's like, right now she's got the Kegel she's face like 40. she she comes Kegel in face. and she asks the guy has any has anything odd transpired and his rant is He's amazing no, no lady we always have our nipple pumps in the she plug aisle and our tall Gaijin amateurs videos and belong oh, in the chaps section yes. like. Just little things like that, and just no, like how many people? When's the last time anyone here was slapped by a bus driver holding a dildo? <laughs> that That's very right specific. There. Wait, and made his nose bleed when he hit him. That's the thing. <laughs> I um the the hard on Fink oh. starring <laughs> that oh, was yeah. fucking amazing. Johnny Johnny Spurtero. Yes, that's right. <laughs> But when he says John it's so Spurtero. funny, one of the parts that's really hilarious is when John's sitting there on the ground. He says. If you punch me again, I'm gonna break your jaw. And the dude's like, <gasps> and he's like, Nah, man, I'm just playing. But seriously, don't hit me again. They're like, it's, it's so it's it's the rendition of the song by um. Oh, oh God, that's the, amazing. Queen, that bottom girl. And he's yeah, like, yeah. And we, he's like, we couldn't use it. So it's like all this just random time. fucking banter, and it's as funny as hell because she literally sings the whole song through all these panels. And yeah. on top of and, the, the on top of the pool bubble. table, yeah, yeah, like every, everybody's dancing around. Everybody actually, dancing. the lyrics are censored by yeah. Matt and Chip just rambling about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you look shit. at my if you look at my Twitter feed when we were at Emerald City Comic Con, um, when I was standing in line waiting to get my copy signed. Um, a girl showed up who was in cosplay of that exact moment, nice. where it's like the yellow jacket and the and the shorts and the and the knee socks, and the two of them fucking freaked out. Like oh, I don't great. I don't know if it was the first time they'd ever seen somebody in that costume, but it was certainly one of the best. Like she was, re- she looked a lot like Susie. That's awesome. And so there's a you picture. Microtron dress up as John. There's <laughs> there's a Yo. picture in my feed of um, of them holding her on their shoulders uh, to take a picture. <laughs> Um, and it's it's she was really good cosplay, but I'm I'm very very impressed at the the mixture of of themes and things Elements, in this book yes. at how they can simultaneously very openly and maturely handle the sexual histories of these characters and talk about like where they came from and what they did and that and um, make it funny. Without making it, um, without making it, what's the word I'm looking for? Nasty, awkward, like without you know, without being, 
It's not exploitive. Exploitive. That's exploitative. That's what I was trying to say. Is like it's not exploitative. Like it's, it's titillating, but it's not stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then on top of that, to to combine that comedy and that mature handling of the sexual themes with a storyline that is intriguing yeah. at the same time, you know, and because to be honest, like if if you could stop t- if anybody could stop time regardless of how you do it they'd probably start stealing shit that's i mean to be honest what that's what do? most of us would do stealing shit and, and, and playing yeah. pranks on people yeah. tricks <laughs> and I, go ahead i w- i want to read the section of this letter from issue 2 because i think it encapsulates a lot of what we're saying um and is well written uh it says i promise this letter will get funny by the end when i picked up this issue uh, I expected it to be hilarious. I did not expect it also to be a tongue-in-cheek critique of how the how female orgasm and masturbation are treated in society because I never thought I would find such a treasure in a comic. I recognize many of the hardships Susie has had, except, you know, the stopping time bit. Growing up, I always felt like it was so taboo to talk about sex and touching oneself, and the couple of times I tried to ask friends or teachers at school, I either choked up until I cried or ran away, sometimes both. Sex education in school goes over their respective organs and nothing about how to have physically safe sex and how it should feel. Mm. People cut off discussion, even doctors, and plenty think that the only time a woman should orgasm is with a man, as if that somehow builds up a woman's worth. Of course... Oh God, yeah. When the doctor's like, strike two. What do you? What do you? Yeah. What do you do after you orgasm? Go to sleep with your husband. Yeah. (laughs) Like whoa. Okay. Strike two. Of course, in modern times, I've heard kids can quote look up what they want to know what they want to know on the internet. Many times, the unguided searching leads to things like the three second rule taco. I love that Susie explores sex. She questions it, that it, it's colors and feelings and sounds for her, that she laughs and cries and gets confused about it, that there are times that she can get herself off better than her partner can, and so she does. One of the best pieces of advice I ever got was that it's good to be able to laugh about sex with a partner, and it's awkward. Uh, and when it good? Okay. And I am glad to see that kind of attitude in a comic. There are very few places outside the bedroom where women can not so secretly enjoy the subject of sex. So thank you for creating a new space mm-hmm. from Julie. Hey, mom, yeah. I need to talk about something. What? Okay. Sex stuff. Oh, great. And, now and, I'm raising I think a that's, slut. It's like, well, oh, and that, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah. And yeah. that's where the humor comes from because it's honest. You yeah. know, I mean, people can relate to this because they've had these situations. They've had these experiences. They've gone through. Yeah. I mean, I never really had to go figure out about sex because i had forest porn but people who didn't <laughs> people who didn't have forest porn and how would you find out how it works i a love lot of comedic errors yeah that's I, all i'm gonna say well yeah, and i love susie's method which is like go up to the people with a reputation for hey, being sluts. the dirty girl yeah, and hey, be like hey sluts, sluts. i'm gonna have hey, this huge front yeah, and be like really awkward and yeah, you're well, such a slut well, wait who are you talking to the, the whole slut okay the whole stopping time thing after you orgasm like what's up with that <laughs> Strike one. She runs away. Like, literally, there's dust. It's like a peanut comic. There's dust behind her running away. She's full sprint. She's on the cosmic treadmill. It's fucking ridiculous. I, the cosmic, the treadmill. cosmic treadmill. Well, you know, and, and that's another thing is the superpower isn't that far-fetched. Because, I mean, they're, they've made songs and books about... Fetched? For, um, Fetched? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah. (laughs) It could be fetched. Joel Simon, ladies and gentlemen. Fetched. Fetched. 
work. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but anyway, um, so but the, the thing is, they make songs and they've written novels about how the world stops when you're with this person. I or stop the world and melt for you. Exactly. I don't want to close you, my eyes. Well, yeah. I literally rob banks and fuck up the dildos <laughs> in the dildo store. Oh, that scene. That scene when they walk back into Come World and it's like there's the dude. The shit the went crazy. It went crazy. And Come World the is one insane. dude that has like three dildos shoved yeah. in his mouth. He's like, ah. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> the Come oh. World went insane. That is why I'm just like. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. Anyway, I'm yeah. sorry for interrupting no, and, you. And, and, and it is really good, but that's one of the reasons why it's funny because you can relate, and it's not something that's foreign to you. You're like, oh, I've had that. You can relate to having yeah, three dildos shoved in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. What? That's, that's okay, what I relate you guys, to. You guys don't do. Okay. Hey, Jill, anyway. it's okay. No judging. Um, no judging. I do relate to. I do relate to wanting to shit in my boss's. Oh plan. yeah, <laughs> like having a boss. Oh, that you don't work yeah. right now. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. For real. Having I had know. that, like, like plant, ass. plant, lunch bag under your under your fucking keyboard. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I'm dropping this. And, deuce. and that's another it's, thing it's, that I like too is that no, that no, Susie and John are just like normal people. Yeah, because yeah. they they're having this conversation is like, well, I'm off my medication because I really don't like it. I don't feel yeah. anything. You know, so and one of the things I do, one of the things I do is shit in a plant. Well, well, he's got. I, I don't think it's too far fetched for somebody to have a weird outlet like. You know, there's just certain things that you do to relieve stress, and John shits in a plant. I mean, you know, and yeah. some people. If you, you know, had the ability to, yeah, it you might know, be really satisfying. Exactly. You know, and some. I don't know if there's a little bit of, of foreshadowing or whatnot because you can see that they're not exactly perfect because they found the person that it exactly like them. You know, yeah, so you right. think, oh, it's a match made in heaven. Though Bonnie and Clyde will go off into the sunset, but, but it's they're not. It's not yeah, a happy but, ending. And and. Throughout the whole the whole series so far, she's going this guy, this, this, this fucking, fucking guy. guy, you know. Yeah, but you know, so, it's so funny. And, see, like, and yeah. I think you're interpreting it that the opposite way as as I did. You're no, you're reinterpreting it as this fucking guy. Oh, really? And I'm interpreting it's it like as this guy, this guy, this fucking guy. Oh, but, so, yeah. so you're yeah. saying but it's she's really more easy. she's more enamored with this, him in his yeah. little yeah. Little yeah but things. it's real easy to flip it around because which is kind of cool. You can. You can kind of see that okay, maybe there's trouble on the horizon because he's not taking his meds and there is. You know. But one of the she, things that I well, she, she nicknamed him the pooper in her free, the, the plant <laughs> or something the pooper in her phone. The one thing that I actually really enjoyed about this is that I think it's a really, I mean, taking stripping away the the superpower and all this stuff. I think it is just a really. Um, a really interesting commentary on how uh, I'm going to get a little sappy here on how people find each other. Yeah. You know, how, you know, you have all these weird shit relationships or you just go through some dumb stuff and then you just, you find the person that has that one thing that you two can just talk about all the time, no matter Mm -hmm. what and are so comfortable with. And then, you know, and you know, as every relationship starts out awesome, and then you start finding out more about people, yeah. and I, it's really cleverly handled in yeah. here. How it's like yeah. it just happens to be the thing that, that that brought them together is the ability to, you know, come and stop time. Yeah. Um, but and also quoting Lolita. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's right. But it's it's I I think it's like um, part of the maturity isn't just in the sexual talk. It's in the how it's in the way that they talk to each other, right? And I think one of the things that I liked about this book was seeing that, um, confirming the fact that there are relationships where people, you know, that he puts a relationship in here where people are like super open with each other and talk mm-hmm. to each other. And the, the that's one of the problems that I have with um, watching a, a lot of TV shows and reading a lot of stories that are not necessarily superhero is that relationships on TV are always shitty. 
the people that are in them don't ever fucking talk to each other about things, and and that's always what causes the problems in the relationship. And they really kind of don't want to be together, and, but they're going through the motions. Yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. most TV relationships are going through the motion bullshit, and you never see the side of the relationship that makes it that makes relationships good and makes them what they you're, you're are, right. which is people yeah. who open up and talk yeah. to each other and are honest with each other about everything. So, And yeah, like I've been married for 15 years and that Ooh. shocks the shit out of a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> shocks the shit I'm out of a lot of people. Like Christina no. and I got together when she was 18 and I was 20. Uh, and especially it, when the divorce rate is 60%. Yeah. yeah, and that's one of the things that it's one of the, it's it is the thing that makes our relationship good and that's one of the things that just baffles me about when you see relationship stuff on TV is is blatant open honesty mm-hmm. right constant blatant open honesty with each other about every fucking thing that we talk about and no we're not going to share that shit with people outside a relationship but it would be fucking nice to see that it's nice to see that kind yeah. of relationship yeah. represented mm-hmm. instead of seeing the shit you see on TV right. where people who are supposedly a perfect match don't talk to each yeah. other. They keep secrets yeah. from each other. They fuck up their relationship because of it. And I know that that's kind of a side tangent based on the, this book, but it's one of the things that I think is is what it's one of the things that draws me into the book is seeing the progression of their relationship. Well, Why are you laughing the, the, so much? I am totally behind everything you're saying, and I think it is awesome and serious. And I'm looking at sex tip: alien on the streets, predator in the sheets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alien on the street, <laughs> predator in the sheets. I think one of the big and one of the biggest issues what Luke is saying is that you have a higher amount of uh of children, teenagers, adolescents, what have you, being raised on media and TV, and then that's what's being portrayed to them. Mm-hmm. So now they think that well, you can never have a happy relationship. You're it's or supposed being, to be shitty, or or that it has that to be an obsessive, bizarre, bizarre watch you while you sleep. Yeah, or <laughs> sparkly told, dildos. You smell so good when you yeah. sleep. <laughs> like, or being what? told that, or Thanks. being told that you can't. You know the the common thing that I see on uh, in a lot of media about relationships is. Um, everyone always has secrets. Right. Everyone yes. lies. Everyone lies and everyone's everyone a liar. Everyone should aspire no, to be Gregory House. Is that, <laughs> is that there is nobody, that there's Whoa. nobody in any relationship that um, that doesn't keep a secret from their significant other and that if you don't keep secrets from your significant other, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong you're and your relationship's going to yourself. get ruined. Mm. And that's, such bullshit. Gotta have that skeleton. And what I like about this book is that they portray a relationship of, of people who are honest with each other and they're learning about each other and it's still an awesome relationship and right? it's still a, a fun thing hey, to, to go through. their first date was 55 hours. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's a fun thing to go through and, and, and that's what I like. It's, it's hopefully something that I will see more in comic books um, yeah. and other media but yeah i mean tv is never gonna fucking change it's but. honest and it, you know it it could be what what was that that book that and bought you andy Yo, uncle right? fucker or <laughs> time the, th- the thing time is that time fucker was really <laughs> uncle fucker really that's what you're going I with did, <laughs> didn't know Fuck you, uncle fucker. uh the thing the time fuckers which i finally <laughs> had a chance to read was two things one I liked the idea better than the execution. It's just fun. It's, Don't take yeah, it it's silly. It's it, like exactly. it was a piece of fluff. And two, it was really interesting. Like, I, I mean, I can take it as a ridiculous bullshit piece of fluff. 
and it was funny to see like the bits where I was like, oh, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like, <laughs> wait a minute. You're reading a book called Time Fuckers about like yeah. going back in time to fuck your enemy's moms and you're offended by the word retarded. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah. I, I am fast. <laughs> I contain multitudes. When you yeah. buy a book called Time Fuckers, you're not allowed to make literary critiques on the book. But the thing is, Sex Criminals is literary as fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's man. a bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Well, and that's the thing is when you're dealing with uh, sex, boners. you can either... Oh, a oh. bonus. Oh, boners. Oh. Oh, nailed it. Yes, really. Yes, really. I let you ramble on about your wonderful winter wonderland wife for 15 years. I wasn't with, talking with, about my wife. I was talking about relationships. Relationships. Whatever. You've been in one relationship. <laughs> You've been in a long-term relationship, too, yeah. for fuck's sake. I'm not complaining about it at all, but I'm just saying... <laughs> I let you go on for you know three hours about your par- like your paradise, and I'm and surprised that you comment. didn't make a joke. I, you, know, you know, whatever. I'm just, <laughs> yeah. uh. So, and and then time fuckers, uh, they they didn't handle sex um, honestly. No, no, no. Not but at it all. is also time yeah, fuckers. yeah. It is. It is fucking with time. Um, where this one, it time. handled it, or you could be like porn related, time, or just have like. Completely unrealistic sex, like most big boobed mature comics or whatever. Everybody's staring at me like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. But no, no. okay. <laughs> um, then, then there's sex criminals that handles it honestly and then irreverent too, because you can't get a little too serious about this, or else you're going to come off like Doctor Ruth and turn everybody. Let's, off. let's talk how, about how Susie's you, well, and that's. Let's I want to know how the ET works. Can someone explain that to me? The what? The, the ET. Let me look it's, at it. It's the, the oh yeah oh. Well, and that's oh. one of the things. That's the. That's the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> ET. That's, that's great for an audio <laughs> podcast, by the way. Is is something that nobody okay, can see. Let's <laughs> let's talk about though. Let's talk about Susie's infatuation with butt stuff because <laughs> it comes up. It comes up at least once. Is an she issue. shoving Reese's pieces into his ass? I think Maybe. she's yeah. shoving them in the pee hole. I just, I just, let's just. I mean, but lo, this one, the what is this? The swaffling. I don't know how that works. Look at I shrimping. Mean, Look but, at shrimping. But like. That you just have to have seems such like fine flexibility. Oh, no, I'm looking for the woman that will give me a piggyback ride, so, so I can try this, this. Wasn't the story about this particular page? Wasn't it that Chip Zdarsky just drew a bunch of random shit, and yeah. then they came up with they the names yeah. after he drew them? I think it was. It was like it was like here's some crazy stuff. And Although I feel like ETs on sex move is very specific and had to have come up. With well, them. I think. Well, <laughs> that actually like, that, that looks like that's at, that actually happened in American Pie. It's all it is is fluffing the prostate, I think. But anyway, <laughs> with but the Reese's flute? pieces, with Reese's pieces, which are not flanged. I don't know, but they're, they're the, a form of anal bead, Susie, I guess. Susie uh, brings up one can remove anal beads. Susie, Susie comes up with butt stuff so like, at least like once an issue. I like how we're sitting here talking about this book and we're talking about how open it is about sexuality and we're making fun of this stuff. And when we actually start talking about it, is when Joel's like, <laughs> "I'm uncomfortable." I can't talk Matt about this. Auto erotic twerging. But stuff werewolf. That's that's on Twitter. But every every issue she says butt stuff, and mm-hmm. then she's like, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Wait, what? Are, are you into butt stuff?" And then she doesn't respond. And then that's like at the end of one of the issues, she goes, "Well, hey, you want to try some butt stuff?" <laughs> it's just like it's just like that is her thing, and she won't let it go until John does the butt stuff, uh, or at least they have a conversation. Or at least about they have it, a conversation like. about it, like. This is this is I was very very surprised by this book so and that was the thing when um so I love 
pretty much everything I've I've read by Matt Fraction, with one exception, um, and that was Satellite Sam. Right, okay. I I, re- I read Satellite Sam and I didn't like it. I didn't like the subject matter wasn't interesting to me, and I've I've discovered that I cannot stand Howard Jenkins' art. I had bought Satellite Sam sight unseen because it had Fraction's name on it, and was not impressed. So Sex Criminals came out very shortly after that, and I was actually kind of wary of it because of Satellite Sam. I was like, I've been dis- I've been the Butt one, stuff. the first for the first time have been disappointed by an author that I will buy shit sight unseen, mm. um, and ended up, I bought Sex Criminals and was just blown the fuck away. Like the first issue is such a fantastic lead into this story and is such a great introduction to Susie as a character um, and just makes her... She's so relatable. She's so funny. The book is awesome. Um, And we got to wrap this up. Uh, Buy, borrow, burn. It's it's an easy buy. And it's a buy for... The only people that I would not suggest this book for is people who are squeamish about sexual stuff. And even then... I'd oh, almost suggest it to book. help you not be squeamish about sexual stuff. So, bye, borrow, burn, Eddie. Oh, bye, 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 bye. <laughs> Crazy little filling arm, then bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, I bought the issues. I bought the special issue, uh, fourth printing of issue one, where they're in sweater vests, and it says from the guy sweater that talks vest, to Applebee's on Facebook. Yeah. I'm the uh, best in a sweater vest. And I have bought the trade paperback specifically so I can lend it hey, to people. I wouldn't go through all my pictures. So, no. I'm going to say nope. bye. <laughs> Nope. That's also phallic pretty too. Oh shit! <laughs> I wouldn't do that if I were you. I would not go through all my. Joel, by Barber. I well, I, <sighs> Andy, if he says anything but buy, you're not going to say burn, right? No, okay. I'm just going to say I would buy it just because now I am going to be looking for the Kegel face. <laughs> <Yo>. Kegel face. <laughs> Kegel there's, face. There's a Kegel face gallery in one Yo. of the issues. Kegel face. Yeah, she does have the most defined chin ever. Like, I mean, she's be a hell of a boxer. Look, you're looking at me like there's any question as to what <laughs> we gotta, we gotta say. say it. That's um, why we buy Marvel. Buy, buy, buy everything Matt purchases. I, I, I knew it was a unim- I knew it was a unibuy. Unanimous. Unibuy. Unanimous buy. It's huh. like a unibrow, but awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is Unanimous. a this is a yeah. no brainer. Um, I even overpaid for the con exclusive hardcover just because the book is that good. And the con exclusive hardcover is the first five issues, and it was forty bucks. Wow, which wow. is crap. Super expensive, but it's. It's one I of my understand. favorite. I still it is stand one by that. I don't yeah. think that's over, that's overpriced. I'm yeah, fine with hardcover. Is about twenty five, twenty six for for a five issue hardcover yeah. is like twenty and bucks most of the time. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, it's a unanimous buy. Everybody should go out and get this book. It is absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Uh, there's a slight change to the schedule that we, we talked about last show. Uh, the next episode is going to be what? You Question. Look, what? With no questions. Oh, we're going to do it in the next show. I, okay. I was going to get into that. Um, we the, This episode has run a little long, so we're, we're going to save our, our... We've got another fan mail that we're going to read, but we're going we're gonna to save it for the next show. Um, so for the next few episodes, uh, the next episode, episode 67, is going to be uh, Pretty Deadly. Uh, the episode after that, 68, is going to be uh, Buzzkill. 
the episode after that, 69, is going to be the Marvel Now Captain America, first what? 12 yes, issues. 69. Uh, USA! And, USA! <laughs> and episode 70 is going Freedom to be the Bone long read. Uh, so the, the entirety of Bone. Oh, God. And then and we moved uh, the answer to episode 71 uh, so that we could do Captain America yes. before we uh, for episode 69. So hmm. um, we've got the timing right, so this would have been For sex 69. criminals should have been 69. Oh, it should have been, but it's, it's still funny that on the sex criminals episode we're talking about both 69 and bone yeah uh, so those are the next few shows if you have if you have any comments or questions or things that you want to send in like i said scanner 51 sent us a couple of emails and then we're going to read it on the next show uh if you want to get would you shut the fuck up jesus <laughs> I gotta what I gotta see how, what's the envelope. How long can I do this before somebody outbursts? All right, for Luke, it's very short. Yeah, <laughs> ah, I'm, trying short. To get this, ah. I'm trying to get this shit wrapped up. Yeah, um, we're all trying to wrap it up too. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, if you would like to be a part of the show, like Scanner Fifty One did, you can email us at tradesecrets at geekerific dot com. We'll get to it. You can hit us up on Twitter at trade secrets pod. You can now join our Facebook group. We Yay. are moving away from our Facebook page because they're useless, but we do have a Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash trade secret podcast. Um, and we'll all post. of us are on the group. Uh, there's a bunch of other people on the group right now, and it, it'll be much more interactive. You'll actually see all the posts. You'll be able to talk to us about our shows. You can post there for um, uh, questions and comments that you want to have on the show. All of us are on Twitter. I'm Geeky Elite. Mathastrophe. Kegel face. and bean tweets grape doctor so uh join us on twitter talk to us about uh about the show if you want to send us questions please do so we love to get fan email this has been episode 66 of the trade secrets podcast all about matt fraction and chip zadarsky's sex criminals and brumping thank brimping brimping thank you for coming up on a saturday early saturday morning eddie no problem thank you brimp on thank you joel you're welcome keep calm and brimp thank you andy (laughs) hail satan (laughs) i am luke and we are out